Good morning. How are you all? It's great to hear your voice in church, Havsey. So we're doing the Psalms, or some of the Psalms. We're not doing all of them, that's right, for sure. We'd be here till 2087. Um... I work with a lot of people who feel stuck in their life. And what I've realized is there's two kinds of stuck. <laughs> there's a stuck where people have no idea what to do, where to go, how to get. It's almost like a, there's a sense of hopelessness in their stuckness. And then there are those that feel stuck, but it's more of a, what I would say, a progressive stuck. They're kind of stuck on purpose, with a reason, with a purpose behind it. Um, and I want to talk a little bit today about being stuck. When I was a younger person, around 15... I was a pretty fanatical U2 fan. Anyone else heard of U2? <laughs> and, and, and have been a supporter. My, my fanaticism kind of died off when their music became a little bit less raw. Um, but still a fan and a follower and a watcher uh, for the last 40 years, right? And... Um, I want to connect a little bit of Bono's story with my story with Psalm 40. Those of you who know you too might know why I've chosen Psalm 40. Um, Bono said this, If faith is a crutch, or if my faith is a crutch, I want to throw it away. I'd rather fall over. It's a statement out of his recent book called Surrender, which is 40 songs, one story. And I have been very inspired by this book as a musician, as a U2 fan, as a father. You know, he's been with his wife since he was 16. And for someone with the same, that kind of fame and fortune. It's pretty rare, I reckon. Um, as a dad and as a follower of Jesus. One of the things that surprised me in his book was how dedicated to Jesus he is. Um, and I relate to his story a lot, um, apart from his fame and fortune. I kind of wish I could relate more to that, particularly the fortune part. No, yes, no. True, but not true. Um, his struggle with the institutions of faith and his deep love for Jesus, his love for the poor and the marginalized, his desire for inclusivity, inclusivity and his wariness of religion. 
He says, I'm a Christ follower who can't keep up. My story feels like that sometimes. In fact, a lot of the time, particularly as I've got older, I feel like, yes, I am a Christ follower. But I feel like sometimes I can't keep up. My story feels mixed most days. You know, with my feet firmly upon the rock, whilst at times feeling stuck and bogged down and frustrated. The miry clay. (laughs) Sometimes I can see the rock, but I can't seem to get to it. (laughs) Other times, all I feel I can see is mud and it's all consuming how long do I have to wait patiently and I'm not super patient other times I'm standing strong on the rock all is good all is fair all seems right I feel secure and stable, and yet other times I feel stuck and in the dark. But for me, in my Jesus journey, there's no going back. No playing it safe. No ticking the boxes to keep people happy. Apart from Jen. Because I don't believe that this is what following Jesus is about. My Jesus journey, my faith story, is evolving. It's being challenged. It's changing. It's deepening and becoming. I am becoming. Because following Jesus to me is risky It's dangerous. It's unpredictable. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, yes. But my story isn't. For me, it's both the rock and the mud. It's not one or the other, it's the struggle and the security. And I believe that if our faith is not evolving, developing, or being challenged, then we're stuck. But not the kind of stuck that is purposeful. We're not stuck on purpose or with purpose. I am curious to know where your story is today. Your faith story, your Jesus journey, your psalm song. One of my favorite uh, theologians is a guy by the name of Walter Brueggemann. I don't know if anyone's heard of Walter, good old Walter. 
He describes the Psalms in three different categories. One is orientation, when life is stable and the world seems trustworthy. The second is disorientation. It's when the bottom drops out and the tradition feels like a lie. And then the third is reorientation, when faith in a trustworthy God are found again. But the experience of disorientation is not forgotten. So for me, that is the story and the journey of growing in trust, increasing in faith and enlarging of our heart. Psalm 40, the psalm I'm kind of speaking about, in Walter's perspective, is a psalm of reorientation. He says, These psalms bear witness to the surprising gift of new life just when none had been expected. They recognize that the ship has sailed through the storm and a new shore has been reached. But having sailed through the flood and the hurricane, there is no going back to a naive harbour childlike orientation. These psalms speak for those who have been brought through a deep crisis, a challenge, a doubt, a grief, a loss, a transition, an awakening. And as such, they know that faith that speaks the truth can never pretend that all will always be well and that all is as it should be. And yet, they have experienced new life and grace, so they also know that despair is not all-powerful and evil does not have the last word. I waited patiently for the Lord. Literally, that means how long have I waited patiently for the Lord? He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction and out of the miry bog. And he set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. And many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. You know, there's a few reasons why Psalm 40 is one of my favorite psalms. And yes, it is partly because of that song that when I was 15 years old, it was in my head. They used to finish every live show with that song. They've performed it over 400 times. It's also featured in their new release, which is called Surrender and the book. But what I love about it more is the content, the context, and the rawness of this psalm, which is a song in itself. The desperation, the honesty, the rawness, the reality, the way I relate 
to the psalm personally? The despair and the hope, the struggle and the security, the mud and the rock? The move from the miry clay or the miry bog? The pit? The darkness? To the rock of stability and security? The praise? The new song? The fruit of all of that being salvation? How long did he wait? How long to sing this song? Where is your story today, your faith story, your Jesus journey, your psalm song? What would your psalm sound like today? How would it read? Would it be an orientation, a disorientation, or a reorientation? In Bono's book, Surrender, he says a lot of profound things. One of the things that has really stuck with me is this statement that he makes. He says, What the human spirit longs for may not be corralled in any sect or denomination contained in a building. I think we know that. It's more likely a daily discipline a daily surrender and rebirth. The church is not a place, but a practice. And the practice becomes a place. I love that idea. God is present in the love between us, in the way we meet the world, in love expressed as action. The church is not a place, but a practice. And the practice becomes the place. Because God is present in the love between us, in the way we meet the world, in love expressed as action. What is my miry clay? (laughs) What is your pit? How long... Will you sing this song? How long will you wait patiently for the Lord? I believe that Jesus is not only with us in the waiting, but I believe he is working in the waiting. I believe he is walking in the waiting. And I believe he is watching in the waiting. The waiting isn't in nothingness. Our waiting is in worthiness. Your worthiness. I waited patiently for the Lord. God is always at work in ways we cannot see, in places we do not know, with people we've never met, in communities, in people, in circumstances, and in response to our prayers. He is at work. Always. 
doesn't stop working for us. Ever. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I am waiting impatiently for the Lord, I don't feel like God is working. I feel like I want to wake God up. But God is at work. Even when I feel stuck, even when I can see the rock, but feel like I can't get to it. God is at work. And God's silence is not God's absence. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. In our waiting, God is walking alongside of us. Always. How long have I waited patiently for the Lord? There is nothing he misses. Nothing he does not see. I do love that. Sometimes when we are waiting on God to act or respond or answer or provide, we feel like he doesn't see us anymore. That we've become invisible to him. That he doesn't notice us or listen to us or see us anymore. And when you read through many of David's Psalms, I get a sense that that's how he felt at times in that space of disorientation where all was not well, in the pit or stuck in the miry clay. But he never stops watching over us. He never turns his back or closes his eyes. You are always seen, always seen even when it's dark even in the pit of destruction even when we're trying to hide even when we're running in the opposite direction he sees you he walks alongside you And he works. He is at work in you. So what I want us to do for a moment is I want you to think about your Jesus journey, your faith story, where you're at today. Do you feel like your feet are firmly on the rock and all is good, that sense of orientation? Or do you feel a little disoriented? And as I said at the beginning, 
I often can feel both in the same week, in the same day. (laughs) But I believe that sometimes my disorientation is because God is wanting to reorient me. He's challenging my belief, my behavior, what I think to be true, to move me to somewhere else. And sometimes he has to deconstruct the things that I think are important or truth or whatever. And so he deconstructs and disorients me so that he can reorient me. If you had to write a couple of lines in your psalm today, what would they read like? What would they sound like? What would they reflect? Maybe we could all write a psalm. Love to hear your psalm. Maybe it's a psalm of praise, of orientation. Maybe it's a psalm of, I'm stuck. (laughs) How long, God? How long do I have to wait patiently? Maybe it's a psalm of reorientation as God lifts you out of the pit of destruction or the miry of the things you cannot see, whatever. You know what it's like when you're stuck in mud? He's lifted you out into a place where you're singing a new song. You see a different perspective. You see the world differently than you did before. You know, as I've got older, the world has become greyer. <laughs> as a 17-year-old U2 fan, everything seemed very black and white to me. This or that. Right or wrong. Yes or no. In or out. And as I've got older, it's like... <sighs> I hate the grey. <laughs> Not this grey. I much prefer things to be black and white. And some of that wrestle leads me to being stuck and then God having to reorient me onto the rock. But there's no going back, right? I can't go back to that boxed in religion of black and white. I have to learn to embrace the grayness, the difference. So maybe close your eyes, maybe get rid of some distraction and think about 
a line in your psalm. What would it say? What would it read like? Are you waiting patiently? Do you feel stuck? Do you feel uncertain? Do you feel secure and stable and solid? What is your season? And what does God want to say to you in your season? What is his word of encouragement, his word of challenge, his word of reorientation? My prayer for you this morning is that God would put a new song in your mouth, in your heart. A song of praise to God. And that many will see and put their trust in the Lord. Because of the song in your soul. Why don't you stand with me? Let's get the band back up. If you're willing, I want to ask you to open your heart to God in this moment. Your, your mind, your thinking, your story, your journey. Just open yourself to the Spirit.
want to invite the Spirit of God, His presence that is here, His Spirit that dwells in us and amongst us to minister to your soul, to your song. to your story, to your reorientation. Whether you are stuck, whether you are struggling, whether you feel like all is good, that God would minister to your soul, his spirit, would feel your spirit, would connect with your heart, would bring a sense of peace, a glimmer of light if things feel dark. that he would raise you up, that he would put your feet upon the rock, and that he would put a new song in your soul, a song of praise. Let's worship together.